0: And to that uh, piece of shit lieutenant that's always uh, on his podcast uh, bashing us, fuck him. Ladies and gentlemen, two hundred and sixty-five police live, brought to you by New York's finest, retired, unfiltered podcast. American most complained cop, retired lieutenant NYPD. Along with me is John McCary, unemployed piece of shit lieutenant. <laughs> From the NYPD, John McCary, founder and the co-host of York Spines Returning for the podcast. What's up, brother? Good,
1: bro. I was fuming today. Uh, a lot of crazy stuff going on. Uh, but I think we should get into <laughs> the stupidest thing that I've heard this year. Well, I mean, there's been plenty of stupid things. But <laughs> something that I think is really going to affect cops' careers and the overall environment between community and cops in New York City is... New York City Mayor Eric Adams announcing that they're going to do enforcement on barbecues on public streets, sitting in chairs on public streets or setting up table on public streets in the summer. What do you think about that, Eric?
0: Um, I don't know if I should laugh now or laugh later, but it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Now, I will say this. If you can go back in time, maybe 10 or 15 years ago in the Bloomberg era, even going back even further, we go back to the Juliana era, I think that's something that you could actually implement because we had the broken windows theory, but we had the support to do it. And we also had the presence that people actually respected cops. Now we're at a point where just it's gone way too far. There is zero respect for cops. I mean, you have people like Famous Richard running around just abusing, ridiculing cops in public. And now we expect a diminished police department to address these barbecues And you know what these barbecues are going to look like? It's going to look like Eric Dim, with his baton, with his picture as the most complained cop at the post-George Floyd riots. That's what it's going to look like.
1: There will be cops' names brought up in New York City Council on the front cover of the paper because they break up a barbecue. They will be accused of criminalizing poverty. Um, I do agree that violence does stem from some of these barbecues, but I also agree that it's a tradition in New York City. And even at the height of broken windows policing, these barbecues took place, and we didn't enforce them because we knew we knew the friction that it would cause. So yes, do I agree that violence could stem from barbecues? One hundred percent. But like like Eric said, a diminished, weakened, emasculated police department we're going to send officers who are not and honestly they're not feared in the public we're going to send them to a, a gathering of 100 people just to stop the barbecue but everyone's sitting there smoking weed everyone's drinking you gonna see riots on new york city streets
0: well absolutely i saw post george floyd the last couple of years of my career the barbecues were so out of control, they became unauthorized block parties. There were blocks that I worked in um, in the South Bronx, particularly 143 and 3rd Avenue, which is, is, is a major street of traffic, flow of traffic, and it's four corners of different housing developments. It's very highly trafficked, and these barbecues were so out of control, people were double and triple parked that cars couldn't even pass through. And we were actually, we had orders to stand down because there were times that we actually tried to intercept and shut down these barbecues, and it's a nightmare. I mean, we're talking about if you actually start to try to peel off the adversaries at these barbecues, and even not only are are there adversaries, there's perpetrators there that have violent histories who are known gang members, and now there's people there that... Also, it's a mixed bag. There are people that are trying to have a good time also. And so now everyone is angry with the police. So it just really puts a strain on the relationship with the community and the police department. And to first start this now, this summer, I can only imagine it's going to be even worse than the prior summers. I'm telling you, these blocks were just overrun by the community. You couldn't even get through. And at that time, we we had to stand down. That Those would be orders because you're going to get pep it up with civilian complaints. You're going to get lawsuits that you're not going to get indemnified for. And it's going to be a brawl. And cops get injured, and citizens and perpetrators get injured, and it just stems in lawsuits and another strain on the relationship with the community and the cops. This is something that has to be done at community meetings and has to be constantly talked about. But just to send the cops in there like stormtroopers at these barbecues, it's going to be a complete standout.
1: There was a post article that came out about it, and there was a cop quoted in there. I didn't give his name, but it said a 25-year cop. He said, you know, people don't want to hear it, but people start drinking, and they get stupid, and then the shooting starts. And again, like I said, I, I, I'll agree with that fact, but I just want to say to that officer, remove the barbecue out of the situation. People are sitting on the street drinking, smoking marijuana, hanging out, playing the radio. Are we breaking those up currently? Have we broke those up? We're not going to, and you know, and and to New York City Mayor and to New York City Council and to the press, is this approach going to be an equitable response? I thought this was a city of diversity, equity, inclusion. So now we're going to target black and brown communities, communities of of less poverty, or are we going to spread this out throughout all of New York City? Because I'll tell you right now, if you go into the one, two, three in Staten Island, you're not going to see any barbecues on the street; they're in the backyard.
0: That's a great point. We should reflect on that because it actually this is going to be another operation by the police department that's going to appear to have sy- systemic racism. Listen, I worked in the South Bronx, I worked in the Lower East Side, and I worked in the 120 precinct, predominantly black and brown neighborhoods. But you and I have had great conversations. We, we conversed offline, and the demographics of the 123 precinct, along with actually the, the layout of the land, is different from let's say the four old prison where where i work in housing and they have the sidewalk barbecues it just every day people hanging out where exactly what we're saying so those are the barbecues that are going to get addressed but the barbecues in the one two three precinct or the one eleven that are predominantly white neighborhoods blue collar neighborhoods they're going to be in their backyards they're not going to have the exposure to the public so exactly again so mayor adams is pushing for this whole diversity and equity inclusion, but we're going to address black and brown. And, and it's just another stain on the police department. And and again, right? It goes along with the article that just came out today in the paper, right? That the neighborhood safety teams, which is that quasi-anti-crime police uniform, is being accused of the same thing of stopping black and browns. Actually, said 90%, 97% of their stops are black and brown. And unfortunately, it coincides with targeting areas that have a high propensity for violence. Now, I do agree there is violence stemming from these barbecues, right? Absolutely. But to engage these barbecues after 8 p.m., because that's when you're supposed to shut them down, after 8 p.m., by that time, they're already 100, 200 people deep. Sometimes Mott Haven, housing development they worked in, or Webster. You could have 200 people out there, Uh, especially the Jackson Houses. That, that I worked in, there'll be 200 people, and it's past eight o'clock, so they're already drinking, they've already consumed alcohol. These barbecues take hours to shut down, three and four hours, especially the New York City Council likes to use the word de-escalation. To de-escalate these barbecues, to actually have people removed, takes hours. It's very strange, and right now we have a diminished police department, and with the manpower, we do not have the capability to do it
1: it's it's really laughable and like for people probably listening to us right now me and eric believe in broken windows policing you know because we we hear a lot of people in new york city council broken windows policing works it does but to hone in on these barbecues as as this is going to be the answer to solve gun violence and street crime in the summer it's a joke because we're not addressing any of the other issues what is going to happen now let's let's say we successfully are able to remove these barbecues with only minor arrests. There's going to be CCRB complaints. There's going to be lawsuits. There's going to be IAB complaints. There's going to be a lot of media attention towards it. There's going to be a lot of hate and vitriol towards the police department towards it. What will the DAs do? These are mainly violations. They're not even crimes. We will have done nothing. The only thing that we will do is cost the city money, cost police officers a chance at promotion, a chance maybe at retiring, a chance at maybe losing their freedom, a chance at maybe losing their house. The cost, all, all, all of the weight and the bear of responsibility falls on the individual police officers that are going to be at that barbecue that day. They're being used as pawns. It's it's honestly it's complete stupidity. The upper echelon on the PD that goes along with this really doesn't care about you.
0: I think Mayor Adams is actually giving subliminal messages right now to the police department and to the public without saying in black and brown in black and brown neighborhoods, we have a high propensity for violence, we have an extreme amount of shootings, and we have people dying at the hands blacks dying at the hands of other blacks. So he's not going to say that I need to send out my teams to address these issues to stop the public, but we'll just put a we'll put a little name on it. It's going to be a barbecue initiative. That's what this is. This so-called barbecue initiative is exactly that to intercept the black and brown neighborhoods. But being being a, a progressive mayor, and, and and he wants to show the public that it's all about diversity. He's going to give it another name. But I can tell you this: I worked in my last precinct. Eight years as a special operations lieutenant in the confines of the 40 and the 42 and PSA 7 in the South Bronx working in housing. Good luck this summer shutting down a barbecue in Modhaven, in Webster, in Mitchell at 10 o'clock at night when there's 200 people out there and they're trying to have a good time and they're already drinking. And don't get me wrong. There's plenty of, of perpetrators that are in that crowd. They're part of the gangs there. Most of them are bloods. There is a, cr- a crew there that is part of the Crips. But there's a lot of good people in there, too, that, that they just want to be outside. And with that being said, you're now crossing paths with not just the perpetrators, but the good people also. And good, like I used to say, trying to shut down these barbecues is like trying to sell the worst car that you can imagine. It's a negotiation that goes back 10 times. To- it goes back for hours. You try to shut it down. They don't want to shut it down. What are you going to do? Kick over the barbecue grill? It's these, 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 these not the old days. With your body camera, you're going to dump water on it and be the cop that's in the paper for, for putting out someone's barbecue? This is just a haven for the civilian complaint review board and I'm telling the public right now for my cops out there, if you get a substantiated CCRB for doing this what you're paid and trained to do as per the mayor, you will get a lawsuit and you will be Eric did. You will not be indemnified and guess what? You're going to have to go in your own pocket and you're going to pay. Just think about that.
1: I mean, I'd love to see, I'd love to see In my haven, actually, the the corner that you're speaking of, I'd love to see the upper echelon along with New York City Mayor Adams go there every night in the summer and successfully show the men and women, right, because leaders lead, they lead from the front, right, they don't stand in the back, they don't call you while they're drinking with their boyfriends um and they don't call you from there and tell you to go and force that and shut that barbecue down something that they're not they're not completely involved in whatsoever they're going to go out there into Mott haven with you and they're going to show you how to successfully de-escalate the situation but they're not going to do that and you're not going to see that what you're going to see is you're going to see political movements all around new york city you're going to see nice fancy things on instagram and on twitter and they're going to target the easy individuals. They're going to target the good people. They're not going to target the the barbecues that are most prone to violence, the ones that they're three, four hundred people, the ones that could really get out of control because they know what's going to happen. It's going to be a riot. It's going to be just like the Mott Haven Bronx and the riot with Eric Dim pictured like this. like And he's a brutalizer and they tried to fire him, but he outsmarted them and retired before they could. Um you know, and 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 that's what's going to happen, and and you're going to be involved in this riot, and you're going to be demonized for years and years and years. And part of whatever money you receive, you'll be paying somebody else for a decision that you didn't make. You were put in, you were used as a pawn. Uh, they won't do that. They won't be there. They need to get out there and do that. And like I said, again, we're going to target the wrong individuals. They're going to go after the soft, easy targets and the exact wrong people, and that is going to cause the bigger rift. And and that's going to cause a much larger rift between communities and the NYPD than if we actually were just the police and said, hey, you know what we're going to do in high crime areas? We're going to police every minor crime instead of cheering on people smoking weed by schools and blowing weed smoke in little kids face as they walk out, out of school. We would say, no, we're going to go into those high crime areas and we're going to do broken windows and we're going to stop questioning first people. But no, we can't do that. So we're doing this bullcrap barbecue initiative. It's going to be used as a numbers game and the wrong people are going to get targeted.
0: And let's talk about the other aspect. Right now, just think your sector, Adam, any priest in New York City. But let's talk about the priests that I can predict. That the barbecue initiative is probably going to be implemented. Let's talk about the Floral Precinct. Exactly what I said. Let's talk about that area. One, four, three, and third. We have the Patterson Housing Development. You have Mod Haven. They're right next to each other, and they take up four corners. And right, right, right down the block, you have the Mitchell Houses. I mean, the, the whole area is consumed but housing developments. Known for having barbecues, it's part of the culture there. And unfortunately, over the years, it's gotten worse. Where it comes to, because the relationship between community and the police is just completely gone. They have uh, zero respect for the police department. Double and triple park cars. It, it's absolutely uh, insanity that they think they're going to address this. But if there are arrests that have to be made or summonses is issued, who's going to draw up these cases? I mean, we're not seeing cases drawn up for robbery. We're not seeing ca- we're, we're not seeing shooting shootings drawn up. Who's going to draw up these cases? Barbecue barbecue violations in itself are summonsable fe- offenses. They're exactly that. They're violations. The only thing this is going to lead to is more TRIs, threat resistance and injury reports. It's going to lead to force because it, this is one of the most difficult things that and, and, and cops out there know exactly what I'm talking about. It's one of the most difficult things to shut down these barbecues. Or just to shut down a sidewalk gathering. I mean, let's even reflect in 2000, uh, in 2020, during COVID times. We were not addressing COVID, but we were addressing the gatherings because they were leading to protests and riots. And we had a problem moving those gatherings. Here we are three years later, and the progressive movement has only grown further. The disdain that the public feels for the police department has gone even worse. And Mayor Adams has said publicly numerous times where police police officers had to use force that it doesn't look good. So how is force going to look good at a barbecue where we're going to see pictures of grandma and, and grandpa with the with, with spatula in their hand? And the police officers removing the barbecue or putting out the flame or trying to re- remove a speaker. And now their sons and daughters come in to step in and they're pissed off. It's just a big brawl. Again, I say it. It turns into a standoff. That's exactly what's going to be.
1: Hundred percent. And you and you, I, I relate it to the fireworks enforcement on the Fourth of July. You know, Staten Island's like notably known for like Ground Zero of Fourth of July enforcement. You know, I always thought it was the stupidest thing. And every year on Staten Island, you hear cops getting hurt, you hear ten thirteens because there's a gathering happening. There's hundreds of people there they're drinking we don't have the manpower to police every household and every household is having a party is drinking is shooting fireworks and they send the police out to go confiscate these fireworks somebody gets stupid and next thing you know there's a brawl and you have a whole neighborhood cops getting hurt rushing there all of that and this is And these are in predominantly non-violent areas where people do not have high arrest records, do not have violent criminal records, traditionally don't fight the police. Now we're going to move that type of enforcement away from that area where it fails on its face every single year on 4th of July. And we're going to move it into areas where people traditionally fight with the police. It's a recipe for disaster.
0: Oh, absolutely. Now listen, just looking at it on the surface of things, if you're if you haven't done actual police work, I guess I'm speaking to the mayor, but if you haven't done actual <laughs> police work, it sounds great, right? Let's let's remove these people on the sidewalk, let's remove these barbecues. Yes, there are plenty of shootings, there's plenty of violence that stems from these barbecues. I have to agree. But the problem of shutting these down is so difficult because in order to shut them down, to actually go by the rules of enforcement, you have to shut them down past 8 o'clock at night. And if you're going to go by the sound of music and the decibels have, are, are, are are too high, you ha- it has to be something reasonable, right? So it has to be the evening where you're repeating on people's sleep. But the problem is once we do it in the evening, the crowds get larger and la- larger and the people are more intoxicated. Now, I I always f- believe that you know, if there's a crowd of two and three people drinking, And it's early in the day, let's say three, four in the afternoon, and we can address that issue and peel them off. That's a viable way to address it. Why? Because it's safer for the cops and safer for the public that if we're addressing three people and we remove them and there's no group there tonight, that God forbid there is a shooting, the police officers are walking in to address a shooting and set up a crime scene where there's no crowd. But now... If we have a crowd of 200 people, and I'm telling you, they get that big in in the Mitchell houses, Jackson houses, St. Mary's, Adams. These these house developments have these gatherings. It's part of culture. And now the police officers are going to address someone shot when there's 200 people out there. And tensions are high. People are smoking weed. They're drinking. They already have a disdain for the police. Someone shot, so people are upset. Someone dear to them has gotten shot. And in most cases, now we have known gang members present at a location that are going to seek retaliation. And we're sending our police officers into this with no support. It sounds great, right? Our paper to go address this to stop the shootings, but can we do it? Right now, I can tell you this with the legislation that we have, the lack of support, the strength, and the animosity of the Civilian Complaint Review Board, the wackos that we have in New York City Council. The self-reporting of the TRIs, the Threat-Resistant Injury Reports, this is a possible mission. If we were to address this 10 to 15 years ago, it's something we may have done. But right now, it's virtually impossible with a diminished police department. The, the, the candle's burning on both ends for the police officers. They're exhausted because they're being overworked and the morale is so low. And now you're going to send them where you're going to sacrifice their careers. So, John... You and I have talked about this. How many cops are they willing to bury to address this summer? How many casualties of police officers is the police department willing to give up to the civilian complaint review board and to be eaten up by the disciplinary matrix?
1: From what I see, every year since Bill de Blasio, it it, it significantly increases the number of cops they're willing to sacrifice. I mean, it significantly increases and, and, and they don't even have people to replace these people. So I just think it's complete poor leadership skills. They're just feeding these these cops as as sacrificial lambs to the progressives in New York City. You know, some cops got to get fired it is what it is it's a travesty. You know, it's, tra- it's going to be a few. There's going to be a few Danny Panaleos. Right. Every 10 years. Then it's every five years. Then it's every two years. Then it's every year. Now it's going to be once a month, twice a month. Maybe six times this summer, you're gonna have people sent to the wolves, thrown to the walls. And I really like what, what you brought up about that, you know, because that's how we were trained, right? Don't let people gather. When you let them gather, when you let them start drinking early, if you if if you nail that, right, you you kill that little cancer cell, it doesn't spread. But once it's spread, it's out of the bag and there's nothing we could do. And and the cat is out of the bag. The cancer has spread everywhere. And and just a perfect scenario, my first 4th of July, I was a rookie. And uh, I got assigned to some detail, like down on Bay Street, watching the fireworks. The fireworks was in a different spot before they moved it. After that detail was over, they sent us over to Jersey Street where they had posts. Now, those Jersey Street posts were filled with a bunch of soft guys that are still on the job who think that they're tough. But they – they <laughs> – they did is they allowed everyone to gather and shoot fireworks. So by the time we came from the detail and we got there, there was hundreds of people on Jersey Street that we couldn't break it up. They so now we just get there, we're fresh off the detail, we're ready to lock everybody up. But the sergeant's like, "Listen, this is going to be a melee. Let's just back off and let it happen. We're gonna have a, we don't even have enough cars on Staten Island right now because it was like three o'clock in the morning." most of the the crawlers went home at that point they're like there's going to be a brawl here there's nothing we could do let's just back off and let them gather so okay they release us we leave what happens there's a shooting leader and and this is and this is on a larger scale of that now but now you're saying hey that crowd already gathered just rush in grab those barbecues
0: that's what i'm saying it sounds great you know what sounds great just go in Grab the barbecue, shut it down, grab the speaker, shut it down, everybody's going to go home. Good luck. Good luck. All my cops out there, especially special ops that work in PSA 7. I mean, we had more balls than anybody. We had great tactics. We were good at what we did. But even we had trouble breaking up those barbecues. It took hours. And we required, I, I can tell you right now, some of my cops will laugh. There were times I remember we would go to uh some of the blocks. It would be 200 people on the block and I would say wait a minute. I wouldn't send all my people in there. So wait, this is a safety hazard. We would go to the quarter, and I would say let me get every available body in the Bronx. Come to uh you know, come to Trinity and uh 169 and meet me. And I would rile up all the troops say listen, we got about 200 people out here in order to get them out and we would peel off group by group. And do this tactically, And it would take hours. And now that the police department is just even more diminished. And not only that. I want to bring up this one more point. And I'm going to offend people insult them. But it's the reality. Do we feel comfortable with all the cops that are on the job right now. That if you have to get on that radio. And start screaming for help. One. Are they coming? And two. If they do and they get there. Are they actively going to help you? Or are they there? just for presence. And I'm sorry if I'm offending, but it's the reality. You know what, John? There was a time when you and I got on the job, if someone called an 85, if for anyone out there who's not a cop or your relative, or family member, that's the code that you need help and need assistance. And everybody knew if if the 85 was called over the radio, their gloves were on and they were there and they were ready to help you and they were ready to fight with you. Violence was ready to meet violence. But now it's a different story john i don't think they're ready for it and i don't think they're willing to do it what do you think
1: i agree like i said i think it's an emasculated police department it's a complete they're not ready to meet but they're not trained to meet violence with violence they the hands-on training is don't touch someone's chest don't touch someone's back or you're going to go to jail don't do this don't do that don't do this don't do that don't do this don't do that oh by the way go out there and create miracles go out there and create miracles in this chaos that we that we unleashed on you again you got they they're being used as pawns i I gotta say you know um and, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna even push on the whole diversity strength uh diversity inclusion equity this is our strength I, I don't believe in that I don't believe that if you get a guy that comes in this country that doesn't understand the cultures and we make him a cop right away, that he's going to be an effective police officer. If we have a five foot tall woman that's 100 pounds, she's going to be an effective police officer in that scenario. Not saying she can't have a career in the NYPD, but in that scenario, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You need big men. You need men that that, that lift weights. You need men that are willing to fight. You need men that uh, exhibit masculine traits. And you need a lot of and you need and you need everyone on the street to know that these guys are ready to throw down. And I don't care if you're from Long Island or you're from New York City or you're from upstate. They need to know that there's guys there that say, you know what? It's not going to go down. You're going to do
0: what we're told. Absolutely, dude. That's well said. You know, there was a there was a, a video that had surfaced a few years ago. I think it was either 2021 or maybe it was 2022. And it was a video that had surfaced. It was...
1: What was
0: it? That? Was the, what's that?
1: No, nah, you broke up. What was
0: it? Oh, sorry. But there was a video that had surfaced. And the video was the cops were trying to address an issue. And I, I think it was a barbecue. And it was in the Mitchell houses of the confines of the 4-0. And it just became a standoff. And the cops were standing on one side and, the, and there was a crowd standing there and they were just laughing in the cops' faces. And the cops were frozen for about 15 minutes. They didn't know what to do. There was no direction. And eventually, they they just became the show. They were the show for the, for the violent perpetrators that started to gather there. And they just became a, sh- a show. And eventually, they just turned around and they left. And all they did was embolden the people in that area and created more of a violent situation. So what I'm saying to the mayor is this. We talk about de-escalation. I think he's escalating the problem right now. It's almost like when two people have foreplay, right, and you have to start, you know what, they start talking sweet to each other, and early in the day, and and they both get intimate later on at night. Well, you know what? They're starting to burn the fire right now. By saying that we're going to address barbecue, barbecue, uh, barbecue issues right now, it's, creating a problem it's escalating right now We're creating the fire ready right these barbecues have flames and all we're doing is igniting it and we're making it even further because the community community leaders are going to get involved the people are going to get involved they're going to say why are you addressing my barbecue why not someone else's I used to hear it in the conference of the 4-0 in PSA 7 why are you guys shutting down this barbecue do you shut down the barbecues in the white neighborhoods that's exactly what they're going to say
2: Law enforcement professionals dedicate their lives to serving and protecting our community. But who's protecting their financial futures? That's where Laidlaw Blue comes in. Our wealth management platform is specifically designed for the law enforcement community. Laidlaw Blue is a division within Laidlaw Wealth Management run by retired New York City detective, John McDermott. His status as a retired detective uniquely positions him to establish a deep connection between Laidlaw Blue and the law enforcement community. Our platform is easy to use and provides a range of financial services, including investment management, retirement planning, and insurance solutions. With Laidlaw Blue, you can secure your financial future and provide for your loved ones. Our team of experienced financial advisors understands the unique challenges and opportunities that law enforcement professionals face. We're here to help you navigate the complexities of financial planning and achieve your goals. Laidlaw Blue. Secure your financial future today. Book a meeting using the QR code displayed or call us directly on 888 888- nine zero one blue that's triple eight nine zero one blue i mean listen the fact of the matter is is that
1: they're not going to do it in the white neighborhoods because it's not it's not it's not an issue that that happens in the demographics of predominantly white neighborhoods because like again we said staten island the areas of southern brooklyn that are that are still enclaves of what you want to say is predominantly white or eastern europeans they live in houses they have backyards they barbecue in their yards when you live in apartment buildings which which i did i grew up in an apartment building eric grew up in an apartment building you barbecue on the street you barbecue on the street so you're you're going after your it, it's a socioeconomic problem as well as it's going to be looked at as as you're targeting black and brown the black and brown community and you are but the thing is our mayor just can't admit that what's right or wrong so he's honing in on this little issue so again i'm gonna say let's pretend there are no barbecues in new york city kathy Holchild's very successful we have no more gas and no more charcoal and no more cows farting in the air everything's fine right we're the greenest city in the world there's no gas anywhere and we're not using barbecues on new york city streets how do you stop stop the flow of uh, uh how do you stop gun violence? How do you stop the gatherings? You can't. You're focusing in on on a stupid on the stupidest part of it and the stupidest portion.
0: Uh, I, absolutely, you know what? And, and I, I can reflect on it working in, in housing myself. And you know, I remember convening with, with the residents and the community members, and there was a lot of good people out, out there. And I would get to meet them, and 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 sometimes you would say, "Listen, uh, you know, it's getting late." You know, guys, got to shut this down and close it down. and they would say, "Well, where are we going to go? We live here." So they do have a good point. I mean, that is their home. And, and again, I kind of, I, I like to piggyback on what you're saying. I think that's a great point that you, that you're reflecting on. Is a socio socioeconomic status is where it compared to someone who lives in a house. So it's again, I think this goes back. And I think you said this earlier in this particular show about basically we're policing poverty, right? And don't get me wrong. There are legitimate gang members that get involved in these crowds who are responsible for shootings, and they're a complete nuisance. But Mayor Adams likes to say, "Hey, you know, it's not everyone, and we know who the shooters are, and we need to target the shooters." But now you're saying we need to target the barbecues. And I remember myself actually, you know, right? i been, mean, I was, I remember working in a housing development, right? And I remember going to a, a development particularly i remember the mitchell houses they were very, there's there's so many different courtyards there but i remember there was a barbecue going on it was these known gang members from the crips and obviously we wanted to address that because the propensity for violence and for shooting was high but right next to them maybe within you know 50 feet on other benches there were like there was older people some really nice people having a barbecue and I remember, so we had orders to shut them down. So, obviously, when we went to address these gang members, like, "Well, well, if you're shutting us down, why aren't you shutting them down?" So, and we're really not supposed to talk to people because they're gang members, right? So, I mean, they did have a good point. I mean, they weren't shooting at that point; they're just having a barbecue. Uh, is it the is it the crime of the century? It's it's a violation. And we knew that if we actually press the issue, it's going to be a huge brawl. And, and, you know, so it's a lose-lose situation. And if we would have approached the older people first, now they're going to be upset. Why are you shutting us down and you're not getting those violent guys over there? Why? Because it's an easy target for you? So I think this is unparalleled with our episode that we just did talking about the traffic safety officers. We have a high majority of the traffic officers in the police department that they target easy, vulnerable motorists to get their summonses. And that's what the cops will do now. If they're actually going to go out and address these barbecues, they're going to target the easy ones, the people that are vulnerable. And I think the wrong people are going to get summonses and going to get addressed with this barbecue initiative. Those nice older people that are having a barbecue are people with their kids, and they're not a nuisance. They're nice people, but they're going to pay because the cops don't want to approach the gang members because they know it's going to be a, a brawl, and the civilian complaint review board doesn't care about the totality of circumstances, and they're going to su- side with them because they're going to say they're not criminals. Yeah, the guy was arrested 45 times, but he's only been convicted once. And it was for disorderly conduct. He's not a criminal. You're the criminal. Look at your 58, Eric Dim. Your 58 will never go away.
1: I mean, I don't I, I think you're 100 percent right. And I, I like I said, I, I think that we will target the wrong the wrong barbecues. But I don't think it's the cops, the sergeants and the lieutenants that are going to do it. I think it's the commanding officers that are going to push in on targeting the easy barbecues, the barbecues that. There will be no political implications from because the community member doesn't live there that that goes to the new york to not new york city council but the community council meetings so they're not going to have to deal with that person those people usually help to get that ceo promoted they choose the ceo to work there so there is a relationship there so they're not going to piss them off and go to those parts of the command where those people are they're going to go to the other parts on the outskirts and then again if the commanding officer is working that day and you have the real volatile section and that huge barbecue going on he's not going to go lead you into the charge like it's 300 and and want a huge brawl and be on the front cover of the paper no you know what he's going to tell you I don't worry about it. Let's leave that alone. Let's leave that one alone. Don't don't bother that right now. We're going to get them another night. You know, I I, I really I just think I just think it's it's real. It's stupidity. And I, and I think you brought up a great point. I think that it is it is lighting the flames are ready for a, a big standoff in New York City with the police department and not even just gang members. I think you're rallying just regular people that are like, hey, you know, this is just like another totalitarian COVID thing. Like, oh, well, we said it's illegal. So now it's illegal. But I mean, but what do we do? What do we do? Like when we have, when we want to get together with the community, what does the NYPD do? What does the NYPD do at every community event, Eric? What do they do?
0: Well, oh, usually a cookout, barbecue, block party. They
1: throw it, a barbecue. They have, yeah. a, they like, so they, they're acknowledging what goes on in these communities and they're like, "Look, we'll do this for you too. We'll barbecue with you, right? You're trying to build a relationship, and now you're you you you're, you're actually punching them right in the face because, like you said, yeah, there's gang members, yeah, there's violence. Is it the overwhelming majority? No. And I said something about that. I said, but I said just to put it in perspective, you could gather and smoke marijuana on New York City streets without issue, but you can't gather and barbecue on New York City streets. And everyone went nuts." Oh, marijuana is legal. I'm like, I get it. I get it. It wasn't legal when I when I was a cop. And I, I don't think it should be legal. And and everyone then jumped on well, it's less cause for violence than if you drink alcohol. I agree with that statement. I think people that smoke weed are less violent than people are less likely to be violent when they're high as opposed to when they're drunk. However, I think marijuana use. And smoking marijuana and the sale of marijuana and the illegal trade of marijuana leads to much more violence than barbecues on public streets.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well said. And here's the other problem also. So we're going to contradict what we actually administer and stimulate for the city. For instance, I worked in housing predominantly most of my career. And what's commonly known in housing is family days. You heard of family days? Before okay, so good. So, for the public out there, uh, or cops who work in precincts, if you're not familiar with family days in housing, each development has what they call a family day. It's basically a block party for that particular development where everyone takes part and they barbecue and they have food out, or sometimes they have like little vendors and they sell t shirts. It's a big, giant party for the families to get together, and unfortunately. Most of them are maintained pretty well, but unfortunately, in the latter part of the evening, we do have a propensity in some of these developments for violence. Because usually in the beginning of the day, the community people are pretty responsible. They want this to go on annually, so they they control it pretty well. But the problem is in the evening when we start to get the gang members involved and those that just create havoc and chaos for the community – they start to come out and take part and, and it really causes sh- it's it's a strain on the police department because it takes ma- manpower for these housing developments to maintain order and control and we, sh- we just don't have the manpower right now and to address these small violations it really causes a rift and it could cause a riot so there were times in this family day where people were drinking and even when marijuana was illegal they were drinking and smoking and we had police officers posted on the, uh, the perimeter and inside of these, actual, uh, of these actual family days, and we would allow it. Why? Because we didn't want to have a complete rift and an all-out riot. So now they're going to address it when things are even w- worse? I think this is going to be a huge problem. So is Mayor Adams going to put a stop on these family days? Because these family days are an extended barbecue. That's all they are. It's just a fancy name, Family Day. But it's a big barbecue. It's exactly what it is.
1: What do you think is going to be the response of the New York City mayor when a violent riot starts because we go to take a a barbecue away?
0: I'm glad that you asked that. I can tell you right now. His statement is going to be on parallel with the statement of former Chief Terrence Monaghan that, hey, you know the cops had good intentions, but they didn't use proper training and proper proper tactics. And we're going to get a knee jerk reaction of, and the cops will then get some type of directive or post training. They they're not going to take a preemptive strike and give directive on how the cops should handle it. They're going to wait and some until something is prolific. They're going to hammer those cops. Say it doesn't look good. That's not what he expected from them. They're going to be buried with CCRBs and lawsuits possibly terminated because of disciplinary matrix. And then they're going to, they're going to have some type of operations orders or some type of directives to how to handle those barbecues. That's my best prediction.
1: I would say so. Yeah, I would say so. It's going to be, we have much more work to do with building the communities. We are going to train our officers for a more community based response to this and we're going to train them better in de-escalation into these events, especially in our communities that, uh, what, what are they? The, our underserved communities, in our underserved communities. It's going to be something along those lines, all filled with crap. I agree with you 100%. I mean, I don't know. Rocking a hard place. I don't know. The commanding officers out there. I mean, I don't know. I I, I applaud you guys for being on the job. I applaud all you guys for the work you do. I applaud you for trying to keep your people safe. I don't see how you could put getting promoted over the careers and lives of your people at this point. I don't think this is a win-win situation. If the barbecues are going to be out there, you should be working there you should be out there every night you should be doing night tours all summer you should be doing 6 to 2s 8 to 4s you should be out there in the high crime n- nights you should be out there on the weekends you shouldn't be taking vacation in the summer then you should be out there at those barbecues dealing directly with directly with the community you should be going to those community council meetings talking them down saying listen this is what we need we'll allow you to barbecue here the barbecues can't get this much bigger work with me do something Figure out a plan if you're sitting at home or you're sitting down in LBI and you're calling your sergeant and telling them, hey, I hear this 911 call because I'm listening on my radio and I want to show the, my driver how cool I am because that's the only girl that I could get. So and I'm going to show them that I'm going to yell at my sergeant and my lieutenant and telling them to go break up that barbecue. And then when the shit hits the fan and you're watching it on the news, you shut your phone off because you're on vacation and you don't pick up your phone because you don't want to get geoed would
0: You know who you are You know what that's a great point I, I recommend To the cops the sergeants The lieutenants I would not approach these barbecues Unless you're specifically directed By your commanding officer and he's present With you And go to that barbecue with him and you say Okay boss How do you want to handle this Because if we're going down you're going down with me Because and make sure everyone's body Camera's on boss is your body camera on How are we going to handle this? Make sure that you get specific direction and make sure don't make the mistake. I I made my whole career. I never threw anyone under the bus. I don't believe in that. I never put anyone's name in my books. I went to civilian complaint investigations. I wouldn't mention my commanding officers that were present. I wouldn't give them the names of those people. If they wanted it, let them figure it out themselves. But right now, you know what? We live in a, a whole different environment. Where they're willing to throw you under the bus. So you know what? You go to that barbecue. You tell your commanding officer, under the direction of you, sir, how do you want to handle this? Because I just want to. I want you to understand what you're walking into. I don't care what. Let's pick a housing development. Any development in the city, all right? Obviously, I'm comfortable with PSA seven. But let's just take anyone. Let's 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 not even give a name. You walk into that housing development, and there's a hundred people barbecuing. And it's 9 o'clock at night. It was 10 o'clock at night. And it hasn't been addressed yet because it was a very hectic day. It was busy. There were shootings all over the place, robberies. It's already diminished. Manpower. You haven't had an opportunity to address it. You walk up to this barbecue with your commanding officer and 10 cops. And there's 100 people out there. And you see to your left, there's 20 people standing around smoking and joking. They're all smoking marijuana. And to your right, there's 20 people, they're all drinking together. So are we going, so obviously marijuana is legal right now. So we're not going to walk over to the 20 people smoking marijuana, but we're going to walk over to the 20 people drinking, and we're going to try to stop them from drinking and remove their bottles and write them summonses while 20 people stand there smoking weed. I mean, can we already see what's going to happen? It's going to be a brawl. You are going to be met with reluctance and resistance and are you willing to get into a violent encounter to to basically initiate your own civilian complaint because you will get substantiated for it you will and you're going to get a hundred percent threat of arrest and john i want you to mention a point that you mentioned i think it's fantastic and you haven't mentioned it yet there's one thing you're going to have to carry and distribute how many and what are those you know exactly what we talk about offline
1: Oh, yeah. I put out a tweet about. I asked how to deescalate a situation and I gave uh, O.C. Che and Justin Brennan and Tiffany Caban and Shahana Hanif. I gave them a question. I said, you know, I said, you know, the I said the chance of misgendering is high here because we don't know. We don't know the actual gender of the person I said. And you just left a uh end uh, the rent or cancel the rent protest. So you had already uh, distributed 250 business cards. So how should I proceed? But my question is, in this scenario, you're responding to a barbecue of 200 people. What is the amount each police officer is required to carry of business cards? And the whole community knows this, right? So they're constantly, what's your shield number? What's your badge number? What's your name? I want a business card, right? So they're going to use that against you. And when you have given out because you cargo pants, I don't know how many of the khakis got. I don't know. I don't think I, don't think I got the, the cargo pocket. But if they do, you could probably only fit about 250 business cards in there. So, you know, how many do you need to distribute out at these, at these barbecues? Could I just give one? to a, to a community leader or whoever claims to be the leader at that thing or do i have to give out to everybody that asks because that's public safety that's the escalation these are these are the the the, safety <laughs> strategies, the effective safety strategies that work
0: actually you put up you brought up a great point which i'm curious so for those specialized units wearing those khaki pants when they hand out business cards, do they hand out business cards that say their name, or it says "report to Chief Shell"? The, I, I would uh, assume that it probably the business cards just say Chief Shell because they're, you know, they're an elite unit, they're highly protected, unlike any other unit in the police department. So I'm sure that their business cards just say Chief Shell, or maybe Chief Madri. See them in regards to the khakis. But honestly, you go to this barbecue. Police officers are required to carry fifty, right? Easily, there could be two hundred people there, and they, everyone is going to ask for a business card. And you're on body camera. You've already worked a twelve-hour tour, right? You're working the possibly the modern chart, right? You're working, and now you're going into more overtime. You're out there, and your your battery's only good for twelve hours. So now you write down on, on your you put down in your memo book, right? That your your battery's down. Your body camera's not working. Good luck with the civilian complaint. Civilian complaint review board actually believing you on that. And that's substantiating you for uh, misleading statements because you said that your body camera was down because you were out there for an excessive amount of time. They can substantiate you for misleading statements. And what's misleading statements on the disciplinary matrix? Do you remember?
1: It's a uh, termination. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Termination. But wait a minute. Hold on. Didn't they change the discipline matrix? The commissioner, she loves the cops. She changed. She made it better for them. That's what I heard. Yeah. yeah. I mean...
1: Yeah, if you're discourteous and they give you a mitigating factor, it's only one day. But if they don't, it's 20 days. And if you have any aggravating factors because maybe you had a CCRB one time, maybe you had a CD, maybe you're a lieutenant with 15 years on, maybe you're a sergeant 15 years on, maybe you're a cop with 15 years on. Termination, baby, because you were discourteous. You didn't hand that business card. Oh, and you took property. You took the barbecue. They were eating. Exactly. The barbecue officer. You took the barbecue. Was there food on the barbecue? How much would you estimate that food was worth, officer? How much do you estimate the food was worth, officer?
0: Hold on a minute. I think uh, DA Bragg is calling. Um, sounds like he ha- sounds like he's gonna indict two cops for stealing uh, two cheeseburgers and, and a hot dog, shoplifting, right?
1: And some raw cooked chicken, half cooked.
0: Maybe. But maybe what they'll do is, with the mayor's crackdown on shoplifting, they could have at these barbecues, they could have the kiosk that help you not to shoplift. (laughs) And even better, I'm sure, John, I know you put out a tweet, and so did I, about the uh, vending machines that are going around New York City that are going to be implemented pretty soon if they have not. Maybe those will be at the barbecues also. You can get free lip balm, free crack pipes, uh, free Narcan, all you have to do is punch in your zip code, and you get free items. Sounds Sounds like a great plan. Or oh,
1: you could just watch the guy who's took all the stuff out that's selling them now on the corner. You could You could sit there. But don't worry. The guy that put that vending machine there that only cost about $4,000, but he charged the city $11,000 for it. The guy that sold the city the condoms that he paid a nickel for, but he's charging the city $3 for the guy that put the lip on. that he only paid a quarter for, but he's charging the city $10 for. And all those people are going to be hanging out in the Hamptons with Eric Adams. And they're going to have to be at a white party. Like, like P Diddy.
0: I hope, I hope when they're at this party that they invite the migrants because I mean, they got a great plan right now that they're going to give people an opportunity to invite the migrants into their private residences where they'll get paid for it. And apparently not only that, it's pretty impressive. Mayor Adams is going to be able to disregard the landlord-tenant 30-day rule. He doesn't need to go to court. He can just oversee that and override it himself. It's pretty impressive what a mayor could do.
1: Yeah, no, there's no laws in New York City. Like, we threw out the human rights law. We threw out the Constitution. We threw out the Civil Rights Act 1964. We don't need any of those. So now you could have an illegal SRO with with with, un, with illegal aliens sitting in, in, in your house. I mean, I know that. And, and get paid by the city for it. I remember years ago, they used to raid those houses and deport everybody and then find the owner and try to, like, take away the property and do all that stuff to the owner. But now the city of New York is going to pay you for it. Um, the guy's an idiot. The guy's a complete moron. I mean, honestly, he makes Bill de Blasio look like a genius. Like, he really does. The guy's a complete moron.
0: John, let's say here, let's be honest. how do you think the commanding officers are going to address this barbecue initiative? Do you think it's going to be exactly what you said, that they're going to go to the vulnerable people? Do you think they're going to address this at roll call? Do you think there's going to be a specific directive? Or they're just going to let this play by and see how it goes?
1: I think they're going to go hot and heavy, just like they do with everything else. Hmm. Just like when they told you, yeah, you know, the guy that drives me is a great guy. I love him. But, you know, he won't take the shot. I took the shot. He won't take the shot. So I got to fire him. I think they're going to go hot and heavy, I think. And I do. And I don't just think it's them either. Like, I think once that that starts to spill, oh, the borough going to come after me. The incompetent chief that got appointed because he's Dominican or because he's black. That was a terrible cop that I worked with just five years ago. And he was an awful sergeant, an awful an awful lieutenant, an awful captain. But now he's the chief. He told me I got to do it because the mayor said so. And then that's going to stem down to the lieutenant and that's going to stem down to the sergeant. And it's going to actually even stem down to the cop. And a lot of these cops are young and and the better cops, the guys that actually want to do the job, the guys like like Eric Dim, the guys that are like, I'm, I'm going to go high and heavy. I want to be I want to be a good cop. I want to do this job. I want to believe in the city. I want to stand for something. I want to believe in the NYPD. They're going to go headstrong, and those are the guys that are going to get hurt. And the guys that have the the salty-ass attitude like I got at this point where I'm like, screw all these people, they're going to be the ones that are insulated for it because they're going to stand back and just let the the cards fall.
0: Yeah, and I got to be honest. I, I fear for the cop's safety this summer because, I mean, we see these videos all the time where we did a podcast on why cops are getting ridiculed. They're getting disrespected. They're not prepared. Most of the cops are not prepared for violence as we speak. I said it prior on other podcasts. We talked about it offline. Yes, there are outliers on the job right now, young guys on the job, veterans who are prepared for violence. But as a majority and as a whole, the Department of Cops, they're not ready for this. And they're walking into the lion's den. And I really fear for their safety. Honestly, I've been saying it for the longest time, and I'm hope, I hope I'm wrong, that a cop is gonna, going to get severely hurt By a violent tussle. And I'm not talking about a tussle with a firearm or with a knife. Just an actual confrontation. In my fear, we're starting to see it. Cops getting surrounded, getting ridiculed by this guy Richard and his buddies. And they're kind of toying with cops. And I think it's kind of a dry run. Maybe not on purpose. Maybe not saying to each other, hey, let's see how this works out. But it's a dry run where they keep pushing the envelope. And then they can do it a little more. And my fear is that a cop is going to get jumped. Just like you would see as a kid, someone getting beat up by several gang members. That is my fear. So for the cops out there right now, you have to ask yourself, do you want to be a lion or you want to be a sheep? Yes, the Civilian Complaint Review Board is going to come after you. Your record could get peppered up and tainted by taking part in this stuff. You have to be smart. Don't walk into these barbecues to appease the mayor. To shut down these barbecues when it's only going to get your career on the line. Have your commanding officer there with you and say, "What is your direction? How are we going to handle this?" Ask questions. Ask them. If this turns into civilian complaints, are you going to be there with us, boss? I guarantee no one's going to answer you. Good luck with that one.
1: You know, and and you know, the city, the civilian complaints could lead you to get fired, one hundred percent. But I mean. We just had a kid get indicted in Manhattan, right? He got indicted because he was attacked, placed in a headlock, and he started swinging. And the district attorney of Manhattan said, well, they didn't like how it looked. Because in one of those punches, he broke the individual's nose and the guy got knocked out. So ultimately, because he won the fight, he's been indicted on a misdemeanor I mean where's his commanding officer where's anybody where's the chief where's the chief of patrol Where's the chief of department where's the mayor where are his unions where are they they're nowhere and that's exactly where they're going to be for you because guess what everyone's going to be calling you a racist I don't care if you're black and Hispanic or whatever whatever nationality you are whatever religion you believe you will have been enforcing a racist system systemic that's systemically racist because you put that blue uniform on and against your color you're automatically a racist a proud boy all this other nonsense and no one is gonna stand with you They're gonna say you know what it happens Some guys, I like to get- some guys are gonna get fired and rested
0: you're absolutely right I like to give a great barbecue story this was a story that happened to me and this is what i don't want to happen to the cops so the police officers in housing the sector concerned they were doing their job they were doing it appropriately there was a group gathering they were barbecuing in in a courtyard of a particular house development the ps in psa 7 and they tried to remove the speaker this was probably about midnight on a friday night maybe about one o'clock in the morning blasting music the barbecuing And they were getting several calls that they were impeding on the lives of residents there. They couldn't get sleep. So the two cops are trying to address it. They were trying to remove the speaker and write a summons to the person that was in charge of the actual speaker. Right? Because the ideology is if you remove the speaker, you remove the source of music, that usually starts to calm it down. But you have to to actually have the ability to remove that source of music. So these two cops. And these weren't no little cops. Let me tell you. One of the guys I'll never get, I want to give his name, he was a big dude. He was probably, like, close to 300 pounds, but not a, not a fat guy, a big, solid guy. And, and another cop was a pretty strapping guy. That that one cop actually eventually left the job. He actually moved to Florida also. So if he's watching this, he knows what I'm talking about. But big strapping guy, and another guy w- with him. And they end up getting to a brawl. They got surrounded, and they were getting struck in the face, and they were screaming on the radio for help. So I went there along with numerous cops from PSA 7, cops from the 4-2 precinct, cops from the 4-0. It was just a huge brawl. People were already drinking. They were out there. It was in the weekend. It was, they were pissed off. They were, we were breaking it up. And I was approached by a known gang member, who was already wanted for several shootings, who had already served time for shootings in the past, approached me in a, in, in, in a confrontational manner, a, a confrontational manner, squared up with me, So I gave him a front kick right to the chest, which knocked him down. We put him in cuffs. Well, lo and behold, about 18 months later, I was notified by Corporation Counsel that I was getting sued. And that I would not be indemnified because they did not like the video. They've never seen a cop front kick someone. It was something peculiar and unique and not something that they normally see. So just based off the video and without even an interview, I was not indemnified. So fortunately, I did my own investigation. I complained to the union back and forth, you know, and I pleaded to have an opportunity to be, to, to be heard, in which I was. And after I was heard, and even then, they were still not ready to indemnify me. Unfortunately, fortunately for me, but unfortunately for someone else, this person took part in killing two other people. And that's the only thing that helped me. So I just want to advise the cops out there right now. If you're in a situation that's on video and they don't like the way it looks without an investigation, you will not be indemnified. What does that mean? The union will have to represent you. And then you will have to pay something monetarily out of your own pocket. Think about that. And this was about four years ago. This was before the legislation is even worse and it's only getting worse. And it's at its worst as we speak.
1: Yeah. So you know what they're not going to like to see? You going into a black and brown neighborhood and aggressively enforcing a violation of people sitting on, on a street. How do you know their arrest history? How do you know who they are? How many old people were there? How many children were there? What were they doing? It completely, the whole policy completely contradicts. The whole message of this mayor, of New York City Council, of the State Assembly, of the Senate—it completely contradicts everything that you've heard from the controller, from every borough president, from all the district attorneys. I wouldn't be the guy that, to go out there and individually take action. I just, I, I just wouldn't. I think that if you do, you're putting the weight of the police department on your shoulders, and I hope that you have millions and millions and millions of dollars in the bank to fight with lawyers on standby to fight for your freedom, to fight for your financial future, and to fight for your career. Because if you don't, you're going to lose all those things.
0: Yeah, I I like the average cop out there. Just to keep this in mind, for the 2020 riots, especially June 4th, 2020 riots, right, that I partook in the Mount Haven section of the Bronx, the rioters, and let's stop calling them protesters, the rioters were paid an average of 25100 per person, right, as an outcome of a lawsuit. And that was for a riot, an all-out riot. And even that riot, right, we heard numerous times that the police department used a a tactic called kettling, where they were flanked, where this large crowd of protesters, but I'll call them rioters, which they were, were flanked and not allowed to leave. That was after about two hours of a negotiation of loudspeakers and all kinds of sound devices of trying to get these people to disperse. At some point, the, uh, the decision and the determination was made to make the arrest. That's when they were closed in. But this was about two hours. And look at the lawsuits that have generated even by the attorney general. So imagine you're in a local precinct and you're shutting down a barbecue and that barbecue turns into a riot. The Attorney General is going to come in for a lawsuit on that also. Everyone's going to be paid out for a lawsuit. And this is just for a barbecue. And here we had a a riot that was getting national attention. What do you think is going to happen to to you when you partake of this barbecue? And it doesn't look good on camera. And it becomes an all-out riot. The next day in the news, in the papers, it's going to be a peaceful barbecue. You know, They're going to show grandma and grandpa with spatulas and, and cleaning grills in their hands. And people smiling. And you... You're gonna be up there like me with your baton on top of a car trying to address it. And you're gonna be, what do you call it, John? What, what do they call that? A state brutalizer, right?
1: A brutalizer. A state sponsored a brutalizer, excuse
0: state me. Sponsor. A state sponsor
1: sponsored a brutalizer. But you're gonna but you're not gonna be state sponsored because you're gonna be paying it as an individual. It's gonna come out of your salary. Uh just my last point I want to say on on this whole thing, because it's 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 just a mess. And anybody that's like, yeah, yeah, rah, 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 you're an idiot. I'm just gonna tell you that. We could talk about it offline, you know, it doesn't it doesn't matter. And I could talk about this all day. But I just want to say when me and Eric came out and we were all rah-rah rah rah, all the oldest guys used to say, You're just a number kid. You are just a number kid, you're just a number kid. day you're gonna learn hopefully you don't hopefully you don't find out the hard way and they'll tell you stories about all the guys that got hurt today those stories are happening every day in every precinct everywhere they were one-offs back then and just so we're aware the new york city police department is statistically driven every 911 call is tracked and broken out there are Data scientists mining the data for every 911 call for every job responded to. They know exactly this summer. There is an algorithm out there and they're going to know exactly this summer about how many barbecues they're going to have to respond to, about how many CCRBs are going to stem from them, about how many substantiations are going to stem from them, about how many lawsuits are going to stem from them. And they're willing to sacrifice you guys, they know what that number is. How many cops will lead to be fired? How many cops will lead to get jammed up? How many cops will lead to get to uh, get into uh, level one or level two monitoring where they, where they are not going to be unable to get promoted or move on in their career? They have all that. They have, they do it all through Microsoft Buy. I mean, I don't know if you've seen it on your dashboard. There's plenty of different stats that you. all you're doing is just feeding those things in and those algorithms build themselves. Um, it's out there and you're just, you're, you really are just a number kid.
0: I think you're, I think you're hundred percent right. I, I really do think that I, it would be highly unlikely that the police department doesn't have any statistics on this type of issue. There's a stat for everything. I mean, there is even a fourth stat. They came out with the TRIs, which is threat resistant injury report. If you're doing intrusive police work and you're a very active police officer, you're going to show up on those four stats. I know I did because I was taking part in retrieving illegal firearms. And when you retrieve illegal firearms, you get the most violent perpetrators. And their only option is to fight or run because they're going to jail. So that's going to lead to self-reporting. I think this barbecue is going to lead to casualties. And when I say casualties, I believe that the cops are sent to a slaughter. And when I say by slaughter, not physically, maybe. Some of these barbecues could end up erupting. It could be a violent riot, but ultimately, it's a slaughter for their careers. CCRB and you and I, John, you see, we we see this all the time. It's a new phenomenon where cops get approached and they're embarrassed and ridiculed by the fifty-eight. I'm sure that's going to happen at these barbecues also. Cops are going to cops are going to approach them and they're going to pull up their fifty-eight and try to ridicule you and embarrass you. It's going to be a standoff. And you know what happens a lot of times? These commanding officers, if the if the commanding officers are doing the right thing, they're going to be there with you, and they're going to tell you to stand down. You're going to be abused and ridiculed, and, and the commanding officer is going to tell you, stand down, don't do anything. And all they're going to do is have the car and put the lights on, and you're just going to stay there for hours and get abused. That's all you're going to do. Because if you actually try to shut down these barbecues, good luck. You're going to get your asses handed to you. Hopefully not physically, but by CCRB and by the New York City Council, I'm sure of it. And then you could join me, and you could have your picture in the paper with your baton like this.
1: But but feel okay because you work for the number two idiot in the country, the the number two, Eric Adams. Congratulations, you're the second worst mayor in the country because we have Brandon Johnson in Chicago who's a complete moron. They had over 50 people shot on Memorial Day weekend. And he said that the communities are victims of poverty. And then his police superintendent, I forget the moron's name, um, Fred something. I forget his name. It's not even worth knowing. Um, But he said that the police department has a lot of changes to make and the cops aren't going to like it. 50 people shot and the changes that are going to be made the cops aren't
0: going to like. I just want to say how violent that weekend was. 50. It was actually 53 people were shot. 11 of them were killed in one weekend. And they're talking about how the, the, the changes have to be made in the police officers aren't going to like it. And I listened to that mayor. It sounded completely idiotic. I was talking about how the community is coming together and things are going to get better, better. 53 people shot. I mean, you should be screaming in outrage right now that I'm going to make severe change to save my people. Your people are killing each other right now. I mean, there's a huge problem. Blacks are killing blacks. And as young as there was a two-year-old that was killed, part of those shootings, despicable, disgusting. So I guess, you know what, in Mayor Adams' eyes, he's getting stuff done. He's doing good because you know what? There's someone who's worse than him. So for him, hey, he's not doing that bad.
1: Fifty-two people shot in Chicago. What do you think the the, uh, the hit rate on target is for violent perpetrators in the street shooting illegal firearms? How many shots would you estimate will let go to in order to hit fifty-two people?
0: That's actually a great question, and you and I know that uh, most most of the perpetrators that we've dealt with throughout our careers—they're terrible shots. They don't have that kind of training. So, in order for fifty-three or fifty-two people to actually get shot, I, I would say there's probably hundreds of rounds that went off. I, I would say, I would say, my guess, three hundred.
1: I would say more. If I had to guess, I would say, I would say over a thousand.
0: Wow, you're probably if right too. To because this-
1: if I had to guess, I mean, because we get a lot of video, right? A lot of video, pop, 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 pop back and forth. You know, and, and and nobody's hit. How many times does that happen? You know, it could they could have been good shots that weekend. I'm not saying that, but,
0: but oh my God. I don't think so. 50 I mean, I think it, it it's absolutely terrible to hear a two year old lost their life, and and there's no outrage right now. No, it, 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 it's it's, just, it's terrible. There's an outrage for Daniel Penny choking out Jordan Neely. But no outrage that a two-year-old was shot and killed in Chicago. I mean, Chicago and New York right now are on parallel. It's the two most despicable cities. We have the most anti-gun laws. And yet we have the most people getting killed by firearms. Can we get to the, get to the root of problem already? Oh, no, I'm sorry. We did. We did. We got to the root of problem. Let's address barbecues. Let's get kiosks to address shoplifting. Let's have vending machines so we can get free crack pipes and free condoms. What else? What else have we... Oh, violence interrupters. They're doing a great job. Can we send the violence interrupters to the barbecues? They'll be Can at we send the... them?
1: They'll be at the barbecue.
0: Oh, they'll be at the barbecue.
1: They're going to be the ones selling the condoms and the stuff that they got from the... From the from the, the vending machine for free. And they're going to also be the ones with the kiosks. So in case you feel like stealing that, that you could go on there and see what services you need. And they're going to be getting paid for all of it because it's all just a big grift. Because everything you said is all just a scam to siphon taxpayer money out of New York City and bleed it dry. And nobody seems to care. So everyone's like, these things are so dumb. How can anyone do them? It's like, because you guys really don't care and no one says anything. And, and it's just paying everybody out ah we'll just say we'll uh, put a kiosk in there and you put the kiosk in and john will get the service money and we'll start a not-for-profit and you could you could command a eight million dollar a year salary even though you only get a fucking 50 million dollar a year grant from new york city and you make no other money and you never go to work that day and this is how new york city operates it's it's a culture of corruption it's a culture of idiocracy I mean, I, I just I really am completely disgusted by the whole thing. I hope you guys aren't buying into it. I hope you really use your heads. You're safe this summer. You have a, a healthy, safe summer without incident, and you're able to talk down the nonsense that you have to deal
0: with. Yeah, you know what? That's great. That's why John, what what is your message? I mean, let's say, for instance, you're a brand new cop, you come out of the academy. And you have a foot post and you're working, and, ha- and they, they start out with a barbecue. And let's just say there's 50 people out there with the experience that you have. And their commanding officer drove by, and the commanding officer says, Kid, uh, take care of us tonight. What's your message to that cop? Brand new.
1: My message is be smart. Be absolutely smart. And by being smart, knowing, because like I always said, my advice to always to young cops was, was to do what you would expect a police officer to do if that was your family they were dealing with, regardless of the situation, right? So that doesn't mean that you're going to be a punk that day. It doesn't mean that you're going to get abused, but you're talking to people on New York City streets that could potentially be your family, that could potentially be someone else. What type of interaction would you want the police department to have with your family member, with your cousin who's maybe a moron, tough guy, your good friend who just really hasn't grown up? What type of interaction would you want? A professional one? Um, I would would actually sympathize like, hey, I don't want to be here either. You know, my boss is telling me we got to do this. It's a mayor initiative. I don't want this to escalate. What could we do to make it work? If it's F you, blah, 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 we're not doing this, we're not doing that, call your sergeant, right? And then for the sergeants, the same thing. And I hate to say it, but it's got to get up to the duty captain level at that point because you do not want to be the one getting charged with instigating a riot. Because you will be held personally responsible. And the higher rank you are, the more responsibility you will bear financially and 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 as far as disciplinary wise. And and I I hate, I hate to say that. But Eric, you know, what advice are we getting from the unions? Nothing. They're not saying anything. Like, not not one for where's Pat Hendry at his roll call roundup. Where's any of these fucking guys? Where's Pat Lynch on his way out the door? He's running out the door with all his fucking money like Judas. Fucking coins are falling out of his pocket. Him and fucking uh, Bugs Bunny over there. fucking. Where are these guys? What are they telling you? What are they telling you about it? What, Like they're not giving their people direct- oh, directives. Our directors don't come from us. We only care about your safety. This is about their safety. This is about their health and welfare. This is about their career. Eric, since they're not going to do it, what's your advice to them?
0: Well, I'm glad you asked me. So, for one, you know, it's easy to say. We always say be smart, this and that, right? For, for one, my recommendation is this. If you're a brand-new cop, you're young, and you work in a particular area, for one, you have to start researching. You need to get to know who the players are in that particular area. You need to know what gang or what crews facilitate that area. This way you you know who are the who are the potential threats to you and to the other citizens that are barbecuing. And exactly that. I wouldn't try to shut down a barbecue with just you and one other person. I would make an assessment of how many people are there, how many people there are potential threats to you, to the safety. And you need to formulate a plan. That if you are, it, it, what you need to start doing first is you need to find someone that is part of that crowd that appears to be a leader or a mentor in that crowd. And you need to have a conversation to all of them and say, listen, I'm new to this community. I'm working here. This has to be shut down by a certain time. Let's work together. Uh, you know, Let's figure out a time we can shut this down. But you just going in there and just trying to shut it down right away, you're going to be met with resistance and reluctance. You have to know your area and know who's there. And you have to utilize your resources. That's what a smart cop does. Do not try to shut it down just you. You need to get as many cops available to help you as well and you need to have, when the cops get there, this is the problem that I used to see throughout my career, is that when cops respond to a location to help another cop, there's no communication. So the key to commu- to success is communication. The cops in that post, you have to let the cops know that respond there right away. There's a barbecue here. There's a couple of gang members here. Identify them. Tell them what you see, what observations you made, and what is your next plan of action. All right, we're going to start out with a conversation. I already told them to shut it down an hour ago. All right, we're going to shut this down. And, I, and, and you need to flank that group. And what I used to tell them is you have to psychologically break up that group. So if the cops, what we see is the cops stand on one side and the adversaries of, of the barbecue or the event stand on the other side, it becomes a standoff. You need to break up that group psychologically. So. Some of the cops have to walk behind them, some have to walk to different sides, and you need to psychologically break up that group into smaller groups, and then you start to peel them off as small groups, not as these large groups. You have to treat it as, as an onion and peel it, peel it apart, but if you try to peel it off as one large group or and you create a standoff, you just become the show. So you have to be tactical, and that's how you have to, you have to break up that group psychologically, and then if you have to engage them, you peel it off layer by layer
1: well said my friend well said um i don't know overall standpoint on on the barbecue huge utter complete failure in my opinion eric what do you think about the barbecue teams and and barbecue en- enforcement
0: i i again i think this is a complete slaughter honestly i just think this is this is going to destroy some of these cops careers I'm sure some of the cops that are watching this right now, they're probably saying, you two old retired bastards, you had your chance, it's now our turn, we're not going to be you. You know, everyone always thinks they're smarter than the generation before them. And that's one thing I always learned about the gang members. The old timers that would come out of jail, those guys were cool. I would talk to them and, and, and say, hey, what do you think about these young kids? And they would say, this kid's stupid. Every generation thinks they're smarter. They think, uh, they think you know what, we got caught, they're not going to get caught. And they will. It's the same thing. They think that we don't know what we're talking about, but you know what? We've been there, and we're trying to help you. So the only one that can help you right now is yourself. And you need to take a step back, and you need to assess the situation. Just, just don't run in there because you're going to taint your own career. And I'm sorry. And if you put a stain on the patch, or you make the mayor look bad with his initiative, he's going to bury you. He's not going to say, I sent them in there for this. He's going to bury you and say that we need to retrain these cops.
1: Yeah. First time it goes bad, it's going to last about as long as uh, Adam's plan to have solo patrols in uh, in transit, where a cop almost got killed. So this will last about that long. I don't think it even makes it into July. If it does, there'll be a melee July 4th in and early on in July and it'll be it'll be pulled and hopefully not too many people get hurt you know that's it eric you wanna you want to end us off i think i think we uh crushed the barbecue uh
0: I, I, absolutely but listen most importantly we want your safety i want your safety financially we want your safety emotionally and we want your safety physically 265 police live new york's finance return and filter podcast John thank you brother to my cops out there be safe, and to my civilians out there, watches. Thank you for supporting us.